didn't make friends at the office and it cost him his job. It cost him the productivity of his team. It cost him a lot more than he recognized. It's not something necessarily that you can measure easily. Maybe Google can, but but I didn't work for Google. Welcome to Management Material. My name is Katherine Vanderlaan. I started my career at the bottom as an assistant and worked my way up to become the boss's boss in eight years. And man, I love management. If there's anything I've learned, it's that what got you to where you are now won't get you to where you want to be. This is a podcast for top performers who also want to be amazing managers. I've coached lots of talented people into their dream jobs as managers. I challenge the way they see the world and say what they don't necessarily want to hear. You see, management is all about leadership. The best managers were leaders long before they had any direct reports. Management material is all about getting you from where you are now to that coveted seat in the corner office. Let's turn you into management material. Welcome to Management Material episode 13, the pros and cons of making friends at the office. We all know that there is usually at different companies, there are rules against romantic relationships. We're not talking about that right now. We are talking about making platonic friends at the office, making friends and whether to be friendly and to actually trust people and to actually make friends at your office. Now, this this could be just a non-issue for you. You may not have this question in your mind. That's okay. You can skip this podcast. If there's no question in your mind whether you should make friends at the office or not, skip it. If you'd like to know my experience, what I've seen uh, through other people's eyes, different experiences, then keep listening. Because this is uh, sometimes for for different people, this is a hot button issue, whether you should actually make friends or not, whether you should keep your colleagues separate from your personal life or whether you should trust them and and make some of them your friends. If you've been listening for a while, you kind of know where I sit. Some of my best friends are from the workplace. Some of my favorite people I met in an office. There's my little bias. There's my bias. You can... You can go judge me if you want, but, but there are really, there are two points of view you can take here. You can either say, I make my best friends at the office. I like to make friends wherever I go. And the office is no exception here. Or two, not everyone at the office is friendly and is, is somebody I should be making friends with. I like to keep my life completely separate from my work life. Yes, that's true. They're both true. (laughs) So what do you do? What do you do? How do you take those two things and live with them? How do you know that they're both true and still live where you work, right? I, I don't mean like actually live there, but still work in an office and still have a good time and find a lot of joy and find friends maybe at the office, right? The first thing you do is you maintain professionalism at the office and let your friendships grow without forcing them. Uh, Let me tell you a story about two different people. One of them, definitely a giver. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know I talk about givers, takers, and matchers, and that I'm a matcher. 
Well, one of my very best friends in the office is a giver. I, I'm not going to name her, but everyone knows that she she goes out of her way to help you. She will help you no matter what. She does her work and she gets great results. She's one of the top performers. She's been offered promotion after promotion, but she likes what she does. She's in her dream career. And so she doesn't want to be a manager. She doesn't want to be promoted beyond where she is. She manages one person and that is enough for her. So she and I became friends and she broke through my tough exterior because when I first started at that company, I thought the second way. I thought I'm going to keep my my life and my work separate. I keep everyone at an arm's length. I might leave this company at some point, and so I don't want to be close friends with anyone here. Well, that was in direct discord with something else that I also knew. One of my best friends was from my previous office, and you know what? I all I saw her weekly, so there was no reason for me to keep everybody at an arm at an arm's length. But making friends is kind of like dating somebody. You have to know who you can trust. You have to know whether they're worth making friends with or not. There are snakes in the office and you do have to watch out for them. You have to know who you can trust and test that. Well, this woman, she broke right through my tough exterior. I thought, all right, I I don't really need to make friends here. I'm just here to do a job. And she broke through that. And my boss came up. I think she must have. We had the same boss at the time. My boss came up and sat me down one day and said, in order to succeed here, you have to make friends because you're going to make mistakes and you need people who will vouch for you. You need a team around you. This is a tough environment and you need support. You need friends in this office. So be friendly and have friends. So I was like, all right, well, this is now something my boss told me to do. I guess I should do it. Well, that woman became one of my best friends. She was such a giver. She had such a heart. She helped me see things uh, in different from different perspectives and ways that I hadn't seen them before. She pushed me to grow when I didn't want to. I mean, she was a great coach too, not just a great friend. And she helped me through some some tough decisions and some tough things that I was going through. Really great friend at the office. I would love to work with her again. Now, there was another gentleman who, at this point, it had been a a few years, and I was trying to become friends with him. He was new to the office. I saw that he kind of had the same mentality I did. He was keeping his personal life and his work life very, very separate. Everybody at the office who couldn't support him and, and do things for him and help him in any way... He kept at a at two arms length and he wasn't friendly and didn't try to be friends with anyone. So of course I, I made it my uh, goal as a matcher who is surrounded by givers, my goal to be a giver and to and to to try to warm him up. Well, that did backfire. He was a little bit of a of a taker. He decided that that was a hard stop for him that people at the office were not going to be friendly. It was a uh, me against everyone sort of mentality. And he he actually stole somebody I was going to hire. He decided to hire that person first without talking to me, even though we had an arrangement. So it was uh, it was a little bit of I got a little heated um, about that, and um, I told him in no uncertain terms that that wasn't okay and that wasn't the uh, the attitude of our office. That wasn't the culture of our office. 
he, for the next few years, he kept everyone at arm's length. And you can't do that. You can't do that at the office and still try to be a top performer, especially if you're leading a team. He wasn't a manager. Well, I mean, of one person he was, but not of like a whole team. He was a product manager. So he was leading a team and he ended up getting laid off because he was one of the bottom performers. He was somebody that other people didn't want to help. Remember, most of the people in an office are matchers. 51% of people are matchers. They're going to match what you do. We talked in another podcast about the bank uh, and the balance. So if he wasn't giving to other people, they didn't want to give to him. He didn't make friends at the office and it cost him his job. It cost him the productivity of his team. It cost him a lot more than he recognized. It's not something necessarily that you can measure easily. Maybe Google can, but, but I didn't work for Google. It's important. It is very important. And I think the pros outweigh the cons of making friends at an office. Now you might come to me and say, I really like to keep my friends and my work separate. Okay, that's fine. But if you don't get friendly and become friends with people at the office, you won't build a team that champions you even when you make a mistake. That's key. You will make a mistake in your role. You will do stupid things and that's okay out of inexperience. How do you think people get experience? They make mistakes. That's okay. But when you make that mistake, you need people around you who will build you back up, not just in your eyes, but in management's eyes as well. You don't want that mistake to be your last mistake. You don't want every mistake to go unchecked and unbalanced by all the other things that you've been doing for the company, all the giving activities, all the friendships that you've made. Now, friendships clearly are not everything. You have to be excellent at your job. You have to... Um, I'm not talking about schmoozing with people and having work only be about friends, but you can't exclude and keep everybody at an arm's length and still expect to succeed at your workplace. Saver Street can help you get control of your money as well. Get out of debt, get through your money struggles, and learn to thrive in your personal life. We know how stressful it is when you have money struggles and you really just can't get out of them. Get out of that cycle. Go to saverstreet.com and book a complimentary consultation. We'll figure out where you are in your personal finance journey what your next steps are and create a roadmap with you to get you from where you are now to where you want to be. Visit saverstreet.com right now to see more. Second thing I've heard that people tell me, you know, they come up and tell me I've been burned in the past by people I thought were friends at the office. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to happen. So have I, I get it. There are real snakes in the office. They will wait until they have a chance to strike and they'll stab you in the back. We've talked about them. They don't last long and their bites kind of sting for a while. But if you have a troop of friends and colleagues at the office who have your back, those bites won't hurt for long. You'll heal quickly and rise up right past them. That guy that we talked about who, who kind of stabbed me in the back a little bit, I don't think he actually meant to. 
I don't think he meant it as a as a backstabbing moment. I think he just was trying to be cutthroat and do what he needed to do to build his own team, which is, you know, a learning moment. He just didn't learn from it. And I had those colleagues who built me back up and helped me heal from it. And I eventually, within a few months, I became one of the bosses in the office to rungs of the ladder above him. So we were level, I kind of skipped a whole promotion phase and went directly to the boss. It showed in his character and in my character and how I handled it. So just keep that in mind. Then the one of the last things that I hear about this is when do I know when to trust people? Right. So in the office, there is in some there are in some offices a, a cutthroat mentality. People want to take advantage of who they call or think of as weaker people because I've learned to be friendly. And I say that I I say that on purpose. I've learned to be friendly. That was not uh, that is not my normal state. Okay, it surprises a lot of people because I've learned to be friendly. People think that they can take advantage of me and I just learned to deal with it. You don't let people take advantage of you. You address it when it happens, but you'd kind of expect it after a while. So when do you really know when to trust people? Making friends at the office is kind of like dating. Start slow, find out who you can trust and and who you can't. You don't tell someone you just met every last deep, dark secret that you have that's creepy, needy, and weird, right? Start with the dreaded, well, it's dreaded to me, small talk, and stay there for a while, until you can open up a bit, until maybe they open up a bit. This is one of those give and take moments. You open up just a little bit about something maybe you're excited about. Keep it a little positive at the beginning and maybe they'll open up about something they're excited about. Then you, you, you talk about your weekends and have them explore a little bit more about you and you about them and, and really make that friendship from surface level things first. And then you get deeper and deeper and you don't get deeper too quick, right? It might take weeks before you know you can trust someone and it might take months before you actually trust them with different things that are dear to you like fears you have at the office or or asking for advice about something that's a little touchy politically, right? Something that you might not want to talk to your boss's boss about. So it pays to have those friends at the office who can check you, who can help you, who can talk things over with you and who you trust. So bottom line here, making friends at the office is a, it's a great way to recover after you've made a, a mistake. They know you. They can champion you to you and to your boss. They can help you recover from things. They can help you make the right decisions. They can help you every single time you have an emotional response to something or you're in one of those or around one of those coming up to one of those crucial conversations. So I, I find that the pros outweigh the cons when it comes to making friends in an office. I didn't always think this way. I, for years, I kept people at an arm's length, but now I try to be my whole self at work, my whole self with any of my colleagues, not my clients, but my colleagues, because, well, I'll go into that in another podcast, but 
when I'm coaching, it's not about me. So, so there's no reason for me to open up about my whole self with my clients. It's about them. I'm trying to understand them. Anyway, this bottom line, more, there are more pros than cons about making friends at the office. You just have to be careful about who you let in and who you don't. Then when people backstab you, you'll be able to recover well, and it will reflect better on you than anyone else in those situations. All right. Send me emails, leave me a comment. I'd love to know what you think about this podcast. Head on over to saverstreet.com. I would love to hear from you. If you haven't joined the Young Leader Society yet, I'm surprised. Come join us. It is so inexpensive. And we talk about things like this all the time. Where do you think I get these ideas? So come bring your struggles Bring them so that you can grow into the leader you are meant to be. All right. I will talk to you soon. I'll see you in the next podcast. Bye. Thank you for listening to Management Material. If you like what you're listening to, please rate us on iTunes. I track those ratings like I tracked my GPA in college. And let me know what else you want to hear about. I'm an open book. I can't wait to see you in the next episode.